Hi guys and welcome back to episode 2 of our Keeping It Candid podcast. So just a little recap of our podcast and what we do. It's just a little podcast on talking about like kind of cultural issues, things in like pop culture, kind of relatable millennial stuff and just things that are going on at the minute and just kind of putting our um, thoughts down. spin on it. Yeah, definitely. Mm. How was your week? It was quite alcohol fuel to admit yes. um it's been it's i think it's like a summer fever Literally. i think you know when i kind of feel like it's the summer fear starting to set in a little bit already when you think oh my god my summer's running out i need to make the most of my time and you end up getting a bit too drunk and partying a bit too hard but i went to a, an event with the ned have you been to the ned Paul? yeah it's yeah. so beautiful oh my it? god so yeah amazing private members club thing is it, is it open for the same people as soho and shorter chows yeah so it's the same apart from the lower ground floor of the ned anyone can go to it's only the downstairs and like in the basement and then the roof where you can't go oh okay i didn't like, actually public. know that yeah, anyone oh, go god, dinner amazing. there oh amazing because it's such a beautiful place but you know when you get too carried away because you're in a nice place and you think it's totally acceptable to get really drunk shouldn't be but it seemed to make sense what night was this (laughs) it was a wednesday night this is self-employed life no one (laughs) no one's point going out the weekend when you when you can do it during the week and not function properly yeah how's your week been it's been good. Um, I also, yeah, like lots of alcohol. I've been working with quite a lot of alcohol brands, to be honest. And I feel like everyone just thinks I'm an alcoholic because literally every other Instagram post is like, cool, here I'm at another festival, having another drink. Hashtag SP. Yeah, pay me to drink alcohol. I love it. It's great, though. Like, I do really like, I really enjoy it because it's, very, it's very on brand, isn't it? Me getting paid yeah, to drink. Yeah, I know. I'm about to get paid to it. I really like it. I really like drinking. It's great. It's yeah. perfect. So on brand. Apart from last weekend, um, I went to this festival called Far Festival with a brand called Frontier Lager, which is great. But I had to go home at like 1am, I think, in the festival until like 4 because I bought chips because I was hungry and I'd got it in my head because I was pissed, basically, that some guy called me an elephant. <laughs> No! Oh my god. I don't don't even know where it came from, but I imagine it's because I had watched To The Bone, like, the day before. Yes, and then it's just really, like, it's one of those things that kind of, like, cuts you and gets you no matter, like, what state you're going to be in. So if you're you're drunk, it's going to get to you so much more, so... I kind of hadn't thought about it. Like, I really didn't think it would, like, affect me, because obviously with suffering from an eating disorder before, I was so interested to watch it, and... Yeah, I don't know, it just, it clearly like ingrained itself a little bit more in me than Absolutely. I thought it would. Yeah, like, do you mind like opening up and telling everyone about like, you know, your no, experience? Because fine. Uh, so obviously To The Bone is the new, it was, a, it was a film that was released on Netflix with, um, produced, it was by, directed by Marty Knox? Not yeah. Either. And starring Lily Collins who had a, you know, she suffered from anorexia, she had suffered from eating disorders before, and it was basically kind of going over like, that journey and going into that like, sort of rehab centre and, and it was... Keanu Reeves was in it and uh, like he just doesn't exist in real life firstly there is no <laughs> therapist who is like him who would talk to you like that like I had two women and they were the worst like, tell, tell us about like your experiences with it and how you think it affected um, and how like you saw the film because everyone's perception of it is so different so yeah so so different so I suffered from anorexia from like 13 to I don't know like I started eating again, or not eating again, but as in like... More regularly, like other. Yeah, probably when I went to university, like 19, but it was such a long story, obviously. But I don't think that my experience was too different from Lily Collins, because I'm I'm really fortunate. I'm white, and I have like a middle class background. Um, 
actually went to a really small clinic as well when I was in a clinic, so it wasn't that dissimilar to theirs. But they were just, it was just so like warped, all of the things that they did and didn't show. Um, they kind of like didn't show any of the like nitty gritty shit bits of it. Yeah, what were like the shit bits like? So I remember you wrote that amazing article for Nylon. About yeah, Because I know we'd spoke about it like really, we touched on it, we spoke on it really briefly and then it was when you wrote that that I kind of only really realised how serious it was for you. Yeah, I don't and think it anyone no. did because I don't really ever talk about it because it's like it's not me anymore. So like the bits that I could really relate to were things like being a calorie dictionary. Even to this day, I'm still a calorie dictionary. Like, really? I can pick up branded, like, a pack of Maltesers or, like, a biscuit, or I know the calorie content of, like, everything. Really? It's just, it's never, like, gone away. It's just sort of, like, ingrained in me. But I didn't like the way they made that into, like, a joke. It's not funny. Like, no. Because do you find yourself still sometimes, like, doing ever doing that, like, now? Or do you just, like... No, I don't. Yeah. I think it's just... It maybe actually helps my eating because I, I'm, like, I eat really, like, a balanced, healthy diet. Yeah. Um, and I think where I have that sort of like knowledge of things, it keeps me kind of like it makes it able to balance things. Yeah, like, yeah. Because you know you're, you know how to build like a healthy meal and like what you're getting. Yeah, I think so because obviously I've analysed food inside out where I did yeah. for absolutely years. Yeah. Um, and just it kind of cut out like the embarrassing bits. There are so many things that they could have shown within it, like you sort of like lose your mates and you become really isolated within yourself and you become like a a shell of the person that you once were. Yeah, because it seemed like it didn't focus on any of um, Ellen, the main character's friendships before. Yeah. It like it was only focused on the friendships within the clinic and like the relationships there, which obviously were like you know up and down and like struck, but they were like you know people they they connected. But it yeah. was it, so it didn't focus on any of that. So I think it kind of took, for me obviously I'm 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 watching this totally from an outside perspective like I think I think mo a lot of girls have kind of gone through eating issues like mm -hmm. growing growing up but like not many of them have kind of gone through into full, full yeah. eating disorder so I mean I had a bad relationship with food when I was in high school like yeah. a lot of girls did but so from a perspective that an outsider perspective like it seemed like it kind of took it everything out of the context of the real world and just mm -hmm. kept it within the bubble of the clinic and it seemed that that didn't really bring too much into it. Obviously, it looked at family relationships, yeah. but... Uh, that was quite volatile. So, family therapy, oh my God, the worst thing in the world. I can't even begin to explain how awful family therapy was. So that was, like, you know, good that they showed that aspect yeah. of it, because I guess people don't even think about people having to have I wouldn't therapy. have thought that, yeah. Like, I wouldn't have thought no, Even when you said yeah. that, I was like, wait, oh my God, so you had to have it as well? So yeah, I, mean, I had yeah. family therapy wow. with, like all of my family. Oh my god. And there's wow. so many bits to my family as well because my parents are separated. So yeah. they have been since I was little. It was like my stepdad, my mum, my dad, my stepmom, my my brother came like maybe. I think my aunts came once like oh my god it was madness. But I had it um because I was at school in Brighton yeah. and I like they used to have to come down to Brighton to do our family therapy and it was like I used to come get taken out because I went to boarding school get taken out of my boarding school for an afternoon go have this crazy volatile family therapy and then go back to my boarding school how did you cope that's a really like so that's a really difficult thing to go through at that age and stuff because yeah. you're going you're trying to act normal and go to like boarding school did you find that because you're at boarding school it was a lot easier to kind so of so much so yeah. I just yeah I was able to not eat at boarding school because you've got not, not got anyone watching you that really cares in a way that a parent might Yeah, think. absolutely. When you have 150 girls sitting in kind of like a, a dining room at mealtimes, people aren't checking what you're eating. No. 
Um, so it took about six months for me to be taken out of school, like when it got like really serious. Wow. And I think what's really sad, I think I imagined, I can only imagine that the fact that in that situation, a lot of these things are kind of put off as, oh, it's just a phase. Oh, it's just Absolutely. a phase. Absolutely. I, I got paid for like, it. Like, because I was, I wasn't like chubby, but I definitely had like puppy fat. I was always like a little bit bigger. Like I'm the same size now as I was when I'm 30, I was 13. Yeah. Which is like, that's... You can't imagine a 13 year old who's like, well, I can't anyway. Um, but I haven't changed shape since I was 13. Obviously, like, I went, got really thin, and then, like, yeah. but I'm the same shape as I was yeah. then. Um, so everyone praised me for it. They thought I was, like, losing my puffy fat. Yeah, oh my god, but it's like, like that's like, how you want. Yeah, oh my god, praise and things like that, it makes you, it makes you wanna, wanna cut down and things like that. I remember, god, I remember, like, when I was in school, I would take, I'd save my, my parents would give me dinner money, I'd save it. It was like, excellent, this is extra like pocket money. Yeah. Um, that was actually like £2.50, £3 a day. And I'd taken this little like tin of tinned fruit and like, you know, with the awful syrup. And I used to strain all the syrup and wash the fruit and I'd eat this like half a tin of like syrup, like <laughs> little fruit. That's all I would eat all day. And oh I, God. yeah, and I remember like, I remember when we were in biology and we had to do like this thing where you had to work out your BMI. Yeah. And I actually had the lowest BMI in the class and it said that, oh, you're, you're really underweight. And I was yeah. like, so happy, I was the happiest girl ever, and then like all these other girls, like we were comparing our BMIs and this, and it was it was awful. Like me and a group of girls, and everyone's like, oh my god, yours is damn, yours is like lower than mine, and you're like, oh, I'm in like sort of underweight, you're in really underweight, and like, and yeah. it was my biology teacher, like she was she was a woman, she just like I looked at us and she went, she was it hit her to watch her face. She went, oh my god, she was like, what are you girls doing? And then we were sort of like we were sort of like joking, laughing it off, and she was like. How many of you have eaten breakfast today? None of us put a hand up. <sighs> yeah, it was, it was really bad. And she was like, what about lunch? What did you have? What did you have? And then she, I think she only really realised that, like, I think that people was, were, could have started developing stronger issues. And mm. she actually then went and took a private class for us girls on the health, on the importance of nutrition and, and about, like, things like eating disorders. And it, it wasn't like any of us really had one, but we were in that phase where it could have gone, some people could yeah, have gone that way. way yeah, absolutely. And it was... I look back at the now and I'm like, fucking hell, that's like scary. That's like really worrying and it was such bad behaviour. But we were yeah. all we were all in competition, we were all praising each other. I remember I came back after the summer holidays once and one of my best friends I hadn't seen much all summer, she went, Oh my the first thing she was like, Oh my god, you're sickeningly thin. And I went, Oh my god, thank you so much. It was a compliment. Like it was like it was it was fucking weird. Like, I think the difference with that is that eating disorders don't it's so rare that eating disorders start because you want to lose weight. Um, it's the back it's everything behind it. Yeah, it's it's so many control issues always. Like when you look at like pretty much anyone, it comes down to feeling out of control or something in your life, and you pull back that control by stopping eating. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't. I've got no idea why I like I. I know what my triggers were for stopping eating, but like I don't know. As I still haven't worked that one out yet. It's like I still don't know what like why I was so ill because I was like very very yeah. ill. It wasn't like it lasted for a year. It was like I was ill for like six years. That's yeah, such a long, a long time. time. It's a long. That's a long battle. But like one of the things I found with the film was like the numbers thing. Like there was so much around numbers, um, and that's really unhealthy. If you'll find in most clinics, like they won't actually tell you much you weigh. Really? Yeah, you, you like you get weighed and you have to face the other way. You just you don't know your weight because it's like you're gonna focus on that. You're gonna like you're yeah, gonna of course, and it it can make people like really really upset. Obviously, as well when you're putting on weight when you're being refed because that's what it's called. It's called like refeeding. 
Um, and it's yeah, it's just like a, a scary thing to happen. I think that's a problem. I think a lot of people see eating disorders as an eating disorder, and it's not. An it's eating like, problem. It's, it's not. An eating it's eating it's problem. a mental problem that's linked to eating, mm. and like your perception of like it's it's like the same way that like that some people might act in a different way or like get like some kind of like reaction it's a, it's a reactionary thing to what's going on inside it isn't about it's not about like losing weight and i think that's like it's i don't and that's the thing that i kind of wish that to the bone got at yeah because they didn't there they was didn't. nothing like about her actual mental state it was just so weird it was so surface level yeah and she like i get that she was sarcastic and that's fine like i was sarcastic throughout my personality didn't hugely changed to the point where I like lost my ability yeah. to be like comical but at the same time you didn't see anything there was like no crying no sort of like it's almost like you didn't know why she was ill because there was so there was such a lack of like explanation yeah. behind her yeah, illness yeah. it just it was it, it really did feel like it was just scratching the surface of it all and it was I, I kind of I left wanting more I wanted more reasons yeah. I wanted a backstory I wanted more of like and it seemed like everyone was trying to blame reasons for why she had it but it wasn't it was left really unanswered and also like i read quite a bit of things that like saying that how like she she was do you think it glamorized it at all yeah because she's so beautiful she's, and she's it's so like, fucking cool she's really cool and very beautiful and i just think had they have taken that element away it wouldn't have had yeah half of like, i the, think it would stigma yeah towards and it. i think it would have been a bit more of a harrowing story so say you know the girl when they went into when she first went into the clinic and there was that girl who was had had the tube and everything mm. if she was the main character i don't think that it would have had i think it would have had a lot more of a scary effect yeah and would, would have been really worrying where and i think the beauty element of it all it did it did glamorise it. Like she was cool. She was sarcastic. She was like, she was funny. She was like, she's like, she is beautiful. And it's like obviously you can be beautiful and funny and have an eating disorder. It's not, you yeah. Know, but the reality is most people aren't like that. Yeah. Um. They just didn't yeah show a very realistic portrayal of it. Yeah. Respect. I don't think. Like it was so weird. So at first I really didn't mind it, and the more I thought about it, the more certain things started to like annoy me. And especially when it came to like their eating, because they didn't have to eat. They were in like a refeeding clinic where they didn't have to eat. It yeah. made no sense. Like it was their choice. Obviously, I get that. That sounds like lovely therapy. It would never fucking work. No, because like, that actually made me think actually actually of you when I was watching yeah. it. Because I remember your article online on, and the one bit that always remind like make me think about it was the cheese sandwich thing that you wrote about. Oh, and the way God. you described that cheese sandwich. And it's made me never want to eat a cheese sandwich ever again. Um, and I, I was thinking of the scene when they were eating, and I was thinking, like, this isn't kind of how I thought it would be, based on, like, other things that I'd heard. Like, it didn't, yeah, seem, so it didn't seem... It didn't seem for a clinic that was so serious and so... Well, there were no there staff. No, there were no... Yeah. Or there was maybe, like, one or something. It was just really, really bizarre. Obviously, it was, like, this alternative therapy, but, like... That's it's not how it is. Work. Yeah. It's yeah. just like I went into this really like lovely house actually. I was so lucky where I did go. And there were like six of us, but we had all different problems. So one girl had like bulimia, one girl like self-harmed. Oh really? Um, so yeah, it, was... it wasn't just refeedings. It wasn't just a refeeding clinic. Because wow. that's like quite rare as well that you get just a refeeding clinic. For adolescents yeah. as well. Obviously they were older so it's different. I think like when you're older you get just refeeding clinics. Yeah. Um, but because I was an adolescent. It, everyone had like different kinds of problems. It was so weird because people used to go in with one problem, come out with another. 
Really? Yeah, like people used to go and like bulimia and they used to come out like self-harming. Because you, you learn different ways to cope because you're still struggling from the same thi like mental problems. But you find a different way to cope with it. Yeah, because exactly. you're, you're being treated for one thing, so you stop doing that thing but so you, you can get out, but you do something else instead. Wow. Do you felt you got better mostly by yourself? Yeah, I didn't get better until I got better by myself. Like, yeah. The funny thing about the film is the whole like rock bottom thing that's definitely like a very like true element to it. You have to just like, well, I had to hit the floor essentially before I could like start to get better or start to realise that I wanted to get better. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until then, like I could have people feeding me, but I didn't put on weight, like really ever. It, like, so I went into a refeeding clinic and yeah. then put on a bit of weight and then came out and you just do it in a cycle. Yeah. You just, you know, you go in, you put on weight, then you come out, then you lose it again. It kind of missed out any sort of like of her own therapy as well, because if you were in that sort of clinic, you would be having therapy like every day. They would be having like group therapies or, you know, if it was a real clinic anyway. Group therapies, like your own therapy, like one-on-one -on -one with a therapist, when then you'd like have your family therapy. There yeah. were so many different like parts to it. And she had none of that. She had nothing that's kind of like gave you any sort of insight into the sensitive part of personality. Yeah. Uh, and there's also obviously like elements they didn't want to teach people how to do stuff, obviously, because once you start throwing like numbers in and throwing behaviours in, everything they did was kind of stuff that people already know. Like if you have an eating disorder, you know all the shit that happens in the film like that's just very like basic standard yeah. stuff it was like the the really deep stuff that they did the deep do. stuff yeah they had a responsibility to do so many things with that film they just kind of didn't do yeah um like towards the end of the film where it's it's nice that sh they end it with the fact that she wants to get better like yes. obviously that's a that's a lovely way to end it um but it was just all a bit kind of like that was very hollywood i found it just a bit like cringe <laughs> Yeah, it was such like a, a cringe moment, but I guess it had to be a bit Hollywood somewhere. Yeah, along the lines. Um, but I think it's it's like very much something that you decide when you want to get better. What was it for you that when like what what was if you don't mind me asking what like, the moment was was there a moment a defining moment or was it a series of moments or an experience? Or? I think it was like a series of moments. So it was kind of like towards the end of school when people were going on holidays and stuff. And my mum and, and like my boy and mum and my stepdad they kind of just given up. They were just a bit like do you know what, we can't do this anymore because they've been doing it for such a long time yeah. and it was kind of when they turned around and stopped trying to control me that I then was a bit like, actually, I think I want my life back. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it took like that for them to give me back that control because yeah. I was like a child. I was like being watched eat every day. I yeah. couldn't really go out the weekends. Um, yeah, it was like, it was a non-existent. I missed out on my teenage years, basically. Um, and I lost so many friends because of it. And you yeah. just don't, obviously she's 20 in the film, but you don't see any of that. No. Are the articles that I've read surrounding um, To The Bone and Everything, were, a lot of them were written by friends of people who suffer from anorexia. And they said a lot of them, there was like, oh, it might have been a refinery or something, but it, they basically said like how their friend had basically, they, they remember having a friend, yeah. and then they basically remember not having a friend because they just basically completely shrunk away and they just weren't there anymore. It's, it's something they did not look at in the film, like it was... And especially for like me, my friends didn't understand it because we were really young and like their parents didn't understand it because this was like almost 10 years ago and there was such a massive stigma around it, like my friend's parents thought it would rub off on my friends. 
So they wanted to kind of keep you away. Yeah, I wasn't like allowed to hang out with my mates. Like their parents wouldn't let them see me. Oh my god, that's Um, like not everyone, obviously. But like there were parents. Which must have been like, especially when you were going through something like that, must be even more like like difficult. It would probably oh yeah, traumatize. Yeah, it would push you on almost more into on a path of self destruction. Surely, in a way. Well, I don't think it made me feel good about myself. Like, definitely not. Honestly, I don't really, like, remember. I just remember feeling that, like, no one understood. Yeah. And even when... Because my mum actually works in mental health, which is quite funny, I always think. It's, like, ironic. Um, and she'd worked with eating disorders a lot. So, I, mean, I think that's maybe why I was, like, a very clever anorexic. Because I knew so many things from, like, conversations with my mum that she would come in yeah. when I was, like, little and talk to me about it. And, like, all these things that people had done. And yeah. How, like essentially bonkers because it is it's it's mad the things that you do do and so I I like became very good at all those things but what I didn't hear was kind of like you know the effect that it had on those families my my brother didn't come home for like five years really yeah like he hated being at home um even now I can't like talk about my weight can't do anything like that around him yeah I couldn't have got any worse though to be honest I think like at this stage it was very much like I had a choice between like staying alive or not. Wow. It was, yeah, it was like, it was bad. It was so bad. That's an understatement. But thank God, like, and like, you feel totally like healthy now, or is it ever? Because I think I, like, food wise, I've got a great relationship with food. I don't have a great, like, great relationship with my body. Yeah. Um, I work out a lot because it, like, it keeps me sort of like feeling mentally stable. But I don't think that, like, there's a day that goes by where I don't say something like bad about myself. Yeah. Physically. That's, and that's, I think, probably, I guess once you've overcome the relationship, like, the thing, the problem with food, that's, that's going to be something that's so much harder to kind of overcome, because yeah, everyone as well, everyone has, has hang-ups. had hang-ups, Absolutely. and when you've got that kind of, like, underlying, like, rooted, like, like, these issues from before, it's probably just going to make it cut, like, ten times worse when you're saying these things to yourself, so... I mean, just I need to not get drunk and think people are calling me an elephant. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, because I guess that's what it all comes down to. Like it came down to. Like it's been, it's obviously been years now. Since yeah, like, like that, I've been better for years. Yeah, but it's just that moment. I like that I have didn't watch the film and think I'm never going to eat again. What am I doing? Lots of people who wrote articles about it were people who had suffered from eating disorders, and they basically turned around and said the film made them want to be anorexic again. I'm like, if that's you, you're not recovered because. It didn't make me feel like that in any way. It made me feel sick. I cried, but I didn't... I don't want to be anorexic again. Yeah, because I guess, like... Well, you're happy in your life now. Yeah, You're happy, you're at a place where, like, you're really... You're insanely healthy, like, you know, when you're not going out and getting drunk and getting eating chips and being upset someone's calling you an elephant. But, like, you know, you are, because that's the thing. Like, that's... that's, You're you're there, and I think that's a massive achievement. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I couldn't be more proud of, like, myself, I guess, because it's a huge thing to come through and to be able to have a good relationship with you Yeah, absolutely. I just hope, I think, that... What comes from it is that people it will open up the conversations on like how that is treated and how people go about it and how it's yeah. covered in in TV and film and I think it needs to be worked on, doesn't it? Yeah. Even like with journalism and even probably our video, like you know, it needs yeah. to be worked on. Yeah, it's a difficult thing, and I think when people are kind of still trying to understand it and the way it works. It's nothing's ever going to be perfect. It's never no. going to come up across perfect anyway. So, like, thanks for opening up and talking about like that because 
I think that's obviously it's like a massively brave thing to do. Yeah, I guess it's quite scary. Um, Being quite nervous. Oh no! I'm freezing <laughs> cold. It's so <laughs> weird. I don't. I don't. You haven't. Yeah. I'm such like not a nervous person really either. I don't know. I have, I have my phases, but. Thanks for opening up, Millie. I feel like I'm being a really, I've been a really shit therapist through this. Like, so anyway, tell me not tell me. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in two weeks' time two weeks with time. a new episode of Keeping It Candid. Um, so yeah, join us for that when we'll be t- talking about some more stuff. Um, maybe won't be quite. Oh my god, maybe we should have a drink before the next one. Yeah, maybe. Okay, guys, so we will see you in a couple weeks' time. See ya. Bye.